Welcome back to Is It Horror? I'm Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm still bad at doing this in the right order. I mean, Matt. I'm Mitz. And I'm Steve. And we'll all forgive Matt, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> if we have to. Ugh. You know. Just this once. <laughs> Every time they're probably like, what's that long pause before Matt says his name? Okay. <laughs> oh, but they aren't because I fixed that in post. <laughs> Hell yeah. Might have to leave it in for this one, though. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what mood I'm in when we edit. Yay! If you haven't joined us before, basically what we do is we take a piece of media that's horror status is contested, and we analyze the hell out of it, and we decide if we think that it qualifies as horror or not. However, this episode is going to be a little bit different because we are releasing in seasons, and this is the final episode of season one. Uh, we will be back in October for season two, and we'll probably do a we'll probably do a bonus episode during the summer, so you can still get your fix. But of course, keep following us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Is It Horror Pod, and of course, you can always find us on Spotify, Anchor. Google Podcast, uh, or you can use our RSS feed. And uh, on top of that, too, we'll probably have a few other venues that will be available on before we come back in October. So anyway, this is not the end. It's just a mild parting for now. But uh, we are going to be doing something a little bit different for this episode. But before we get into that, it's corner time. Joe's get to know you corner. Joe, take it away. Welcome to the corner, guys. All right, well, for this episode, or rather segment, I guess, of the show, just thinking about the kind of wrapping up season one for us and thinking about podcasts in general, and I think they're a fun form of media, and they're, they're fun to do, fun to listen to, and all that. So I guess I wanted to hear what other podcasts do you guys like or recommend and it can be horror related but doesn't have to be so ready go you truly did save the very best corner question for the last episode of the season because <laughs> i really wanted to make a list of 13 because i knew i wasn't going to be able to get it under 20 but i couldn't get it under 13 so i did 14 so it's like 13 plus a bonus it's a spooky dozen plus one or two i don't do math <laughs> nice so um, in no particular order of awesome sauce, um, I listen to My Favorite Murder, Morbid, Crime Junkies, Lore, Aaron Mankey's Cabinet of Curiosities, Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan, Was I in a Cult, Radio Rental, Spooked, You Must Remember This, Pennsylvania Oddities, Bad Women Ripper Retold, Full Body Chills, and Southern Gothic. Ta-da! I'm addicted to all of them. Um, I fangirl over them and listen to them religiously. Is Full Body Chills an offshoot of Crime Junkies? I believe it's part of the same network. So I think it is the same narrator, if I'm not mistaken. Just because they always say that in the podcast. Oh, it's so good. I have, uh, I gotta ask for uh, Pennsylvania Oddities. What's, what's the theme of that one? Weird shit that hap happens in Pennsylvania, which is right up my alley. Um... When I started uh, listening to the podcast, I learned a lot more about the county that I live in that I that I cared to know. Like, we, weird shit just happens. It's just like these little bizarre tidbits about the state. It's really nice. 
is it like with a supernatural twist or is it kind of more just uh, like actual things, actual verifiable things? I think it's a combination of both. Depends on the story. A lot of it is is like historically verifiable. Like, yes, this was in the newspaper, but here's the shit they said on the side. Like, it's just it's really cool. Give it a listen. Okay. You might like it. Fun fact related to that. There's a book called Ghost Stories of Berks County. It's actually a series. I don't know if you've heard oh, yes. of that, Brianna. It's on my mantle right now. So, uh, book one and two. So uh, that's written by Charles Charles Adams, uh, and I took a computer class from his son in middle school. Shut the front door. That is so freaking cool. Okay, how how are you? You know a lot of like... I know a lot of random I don't people. know. Interconnected <laughs> spooky folks. Those are the only two. There's no more. <laughs> well, it's more than I know. I mean, geez, I live under a rock. Hello. No, I think if I remember correct, his wife, she also taught in that school district too, right? Cause I, or something. She was connected with it. I remember that she worked there in some capacity. Could be. I just remember the son. I don't know about the wife. Fair enough. The only other thing I was going to say is I've actually gone to one of the live recordings. I guess I don't know if they record it live or not, but for My Favorite Murder, while it's not necessarily one of my favorite podcasts, I have actually seen them in person. So there's that. I'm super jealous. Yeah, it's it's no thing. It's no big deal, really. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, Well, so for mine, I have a couple. I don't I didn't have as many. But I had a couple. I have really liked, okay, horror-related. I haven't listened to a ton of the show yet, but I've enjoyed the kind of premise of it. But it's called So I Married a Horror Fan. And it's a husband and wife podcast. And the husband has uh, been a horror fan for a long time. And the wife hasn't been. And he's kind of just like, they're, they're kind of watching movies together and kind of going through just horror movies and talking about them, him with the horror background, her with not. So I don't know, I thought it was kind of a cool concept. And I'm in a similar situation where my wife uh, isn't a huge horror fan. I get her to watch a few here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting show. The other ones I like are not as not horror related. Uh, I've really liked Science Rules with Bill Nye and Corey S. Powell. It's a fun show, and they, like, what their whole kind of thing is, is they'll bring a subject up scientifically, a scientific subject, and they'll bring, they they usually have a guest on um, with them who has background in that field, and they'll talk about it. And, uh, yeah, anyways, it's a fun show, especially if you like Bill Nye. And one that's kind of similar to that is called Ologies with Allie Ward. I have listened to that. That's good. Yeah, I, I. So she was actually a guest star on Science Rules, which is how I found that one. Uh, I've listened to a lot more Science Rules than I have Ologies, but I, she kind of, it seems like delves into a lot of, uh, a lot of other things that look really interesting, and I'm excited to listen to more of that. Science Rules, I think, is pretty well. They haven't released anything for like a couple years so i think they're kind of done um but ologies is still ongoing right now so yeah those are my my recommendations 
Okay, so I don't really listen to that many podcasts. I know it's like the thing to do nowadays, but I was more into audiobooks and listening to a ton of audiobooks all the time. But there is yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disgusting. There is a podcast that I've really been enjoying lately because I love The Office. And there's a podcast called Office Ladies, hosted by Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam on The Office, and Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela. And they are rewatching every single episode of The Office, and they do like a deep dive into all the production and different uh, fun facts in the episode. And they've had guest stars, basically everybody and anybody who's worked on the office and all the actors they've had as guest stars so that's a definitely a really fun podcast i like that a lot i also don't listen to too many podcasts i have a very uh bad attention span when it comes to long episodes so i'm more of a youtube person i'll put youtube on and listen so i guess i'll shout out some of the podcasts that brianna already mentioned that i listen to um wait we I have really overlapping like- podcasts this should not have taken us a whole season for me to find out. I feel terribly <laughs> cheated right now. We'll talk later. <laughs> well, the only two that I feel like I can speak on because I've listened to enough episodes is Crime Junkies. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, I've listened to a lot of Crime Junkies. I love crime, uh, true crime. And I like that uh, that particular podcast picks out more low-key cases that aren't, yeah, same. you know, the big, the big everybody knows them cases. And Lore. Lore is also a really good one. Uh, if you're not familiar with Lore, it's it's basically, it, it kind of goes with the vibe of this podcast. It's like real life supernatural horror stories. So sometimes they'll tell like a story that actually happened or they'll talk about like a, they'll speculate about supernatural creatures. It's It's really good. And I guess... For comedy, I guess I'll shout out the TMG podcast. It's super corny, um, but it's got Noelle Miller and Cody Ko. They're probably two of my favorite comedians, and the humor is so dumb, but it's so my humor. So that's another lighthearted one that I listen to. For you guys who are into the True Crimes podcast, I just was curious if you've watched uh, the Only Murders in the Building show with it's like uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez. Not yet, but it has come so incredibly highly recommended, and I know I'm late to the party, but I swear it's on my watch list. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, but for some reason it doesn't It doesn't seem like I would like it. It seems too, I don't know. The cast is pretty phenomenal from what I've seen in like little bits and pieces. I'm usually wrong about things. I say that I'm not going to like them, so... <laughs> I have to give it a watch. Give it a whirl. Who doesn't love murder? Come on. Yeah. True. I mean, true. It took me an episode or two to get into, but I, I ended up really liking it. Um, and it's all about them doing a podcast on true crime. So seemed up your guys' alley, maybe. I guess that makes it my turn. Woo! As far as horror-related podcasts go... Uh, I've been listening to the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast for for a long while, kind of off and on, but I do really like their stuff. And then they've also got, um, I I don't want to get this wrong, but they have another 
podcast in their network called The Cast of Ka, I believe is the name. But anyway, they talk about The Dark Tower and they're reading through on that. And I really like The Dark Tower series, so that's been pretty cool. And then uh, there's Sinful Sarah's Horror Menagerie, which is, is pretty cool. She basically analyzes the uh, mental health issues that every horror movie under the sun that she talks about has deals with in some way, um, whether it's overt or or not within the film. So I think that's been kind of interesting too to listen to. It kind of gives a different perspective on some of the horror movies that you know you wouldn't normally think about with the mental health implications of something like Return of the Living Dead is, for instance. So um, and that was that's a short plug just that I did an episode of that where we talked about Return of the Living Dead. But anyway, I for instance like one of her other episodes she talked about um, uh, Night of the Creeps and that one was a really good episode. I really like that one because that's I don't know Night of the Creeps is. Uh, 80s horror film, but it's like one that I recently had come across that I didn't watch, I don't know, much earlier, but I really like that one a lot. So it was kind of good insights. There's also the Video Nasties podcast. So we talked about Video Nasties before on our Evil Dead episode. And uh, so I discovered that podcast actually while looking more into that whole situation. And basically he watches through every movie on the video nasties list and talks about them in depth and and what their deals are. And I don't know that was, that's a pretty cool podcast. That one's a good find as far as not horror podcasts, revisionist history. If you like Malcolm Gladwell or any of his stuff at all, it's basically like just more of his things. So if you finish all of his books and you wanted more to listen to, then there's revisionist history to talk about every topic under the sun and things that are interesting. So I don't know. I really like that one a lot. It's basically exploring, as I think he puts it, exploring the hidden history of all sorts of events that have happened in our world. And there's Wizard and the Bruiser. Uh, That one's part of the last podcast on the left network. And they basically just do a deep dive into everything that went into the creation and background of various pop culture things. Just listen to one of the more recent episodes in preparation for watching the Bob's Burgers movie where they just talk about how Bob's Burgers came to be a thing. And anyway, that one's also really fun. And uh, last but certainly not least is uh, the Comic Geek Speak podcast. Most of them at least used to be based out of Pennsylvania, and they all used to come into Golden Eagle Comics, which is the comic book store I worked at for a long time. I wouldn't say that I really knew any of them super well. There's maybe at least a couple of them I hung out with socially, and uh, so it was always fun to hear them doing their thing, because they really got started when podcasting was still an extremely new thing, and they're still still making new episodes. So All of them, pretty cool podcasts. I go in waves pretty much with podcasts and audiobooks. I'm not always listening to them, but they're always fun ones to go back to. I was just going to say, I think Comic Geek Speak is probably like the maybe the first podcast I ever heard of. Same. It's the first one I probably listened to at all. Yeah, it's definitely the first one for me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's always it was just kind of fun and interesting because they started at about the time that I moved out west. And so sometimes when I was feeling homesick, it was nice to kind of listen to them and feel a little less homesick. So that was maybe another reason why I enjoyed it so much. And uh, I have to admit that at least a little bit of our format is kind of cribbed from the way that they do things. So (laughs) if you happen to listen to their podcast, 
and also listen to our podcast and there's a little bit of a similar vibe, then that is intentional. Sorry, guys. I haven't uh, listened to Revisionist History, but I really like Malcolm Gladwell. Read, I, I think, all of his books at this point, or most of them at least. Yeah, if you if you like any of his books, his podcast is worth a listen. And of course, everybody listened to Serial, so I f- forgot to mention that. But I, at least the first couple seasons of Serial, I really liked too. Well, I guess that's it for the corner for this season. So thanks for coming, and we'll carry on with the episode. Huzzah! So, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is going to be a little bit different than normal because normally we would tell you what the movie is that we're covering and all about that and give a little bit of a synopsis. But we are not actually going to be covering a movie for this final episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about our history in making this podcast, some of our favorites, some of the things we've done, and what we've learned about horror during the course of it. And then we actually have a couple games to end out the episode with so hopefully that'll be fun to listen to and give a little bit more insight on to some of i guess our process how we view things and maybe give you a couple highlights of episodes to go back to if you haven't listened to all of them or if there's ones you want to re-listen to with a different lens so i guess we will get right into that with uh first going around and seeing what was everybody's favorite episode to do of the season so far my favorite so far was actually What Remains of Edith Finch because that was our first like non-movie episode and I thought it was just, I mean, the game was awesome. We went over that a lot, but it was a really good discussion. I learned a lot. I had a hard time picking one. I had several favorites. One of them was What Remains of Edith Finch because I agree with all that. It was That was a lot of fun to do that episode. And I, yeah, I think we talked about some cool stuff the others I liked were Event Horizon, The Lighthouse, and Pan's Labyrinth. I would say my favorite one was, pr- well, I had two. So my favorite one was probably the Is It Christmas episode, because I love Christmas so much. Uh, so getting to talk about it was really fun. And I really liked the Shaun of the Dead Zombieland episode also. That was really fun to kind of compare and contrast uh two of my favorite zombie movies although Shaun of the Dead is much more a favorite than Zombieland but yeah that was a really fun one uh my favorite episode was probably The Lighthouse because the movie was probably like the most art housey movie we did and I feel like everybody came with so much to talk about and so many different takes on what was happening because the movie's like kind of left up to your interpretation so hearing everybody's Hearing the movie through everybody's lens was really interesting, and I just had a lot to say, so I think that was my favorite one. That was, like, our best discussion, I think. Yeah, I really liked the Lighthouse episode, too. I, I like, like you said, I think the discussions were really good. I think they were really good on What Remains of Edith Finch, too. Honestly, I think they're good on all the episodes, but those two were particular standouts as far as, like, I think the discussion was really good, and uh, I feel like we were really gelling. I feel like the other thing you can kind of notice as you listen to the podcast throughout the season, because I, I mean, like I kind of pulled people in from all the different walks of my life. I'm like, OK, I like all of you guys. Let's do this thing together. And I think everyone's kind of had a little bit of getting comfortable with each other. And I think you can feel that towards the back end of this season where everyone's a little bit more like, OK, yeah, 
we're, we know each other a bit better. We know what each other like and don't like. And I don't know, just there's a level of comfort that comes on the back end of this season that I think is kind of fun to listen to. The other episode, I really did like the Event Horizon episode. That was a lot of fun too. And uh, I actually really like the Christmas episode too. I know I have several favorites, but the, the Die Hard episode, the Is It Christmas episode, I know it seems so weird. We're a horror podcast. And so we had this one episode where we talk about a movie that no one thinks of as horror and we decide whether or not it's a Christmas movie. And that seems so out of left field, but I think it was a really good exercise in figuring out genre classification. And it forced me to look at the way that we're classifying things as horror or not in a different lens. And I think you can feel that in the show too. I think that we have a whole different approach. And then after that episode, that approach kind of got maybe refined a little bit more, hopefully for the better. I don't know, maybe some things for the worse, but at least it got me thinking because before I was sitting there saying to myself, yeah, I think it's uh, I think you can be objective about it. I think you can sit there and you can just make up a series of rules and say if it fits these things, then it's definitely 100% horror. And that got me thinking more along the lines of it being art, being a conversation and being no matter how objective you are about, there's always going to be a subjective element. And I hadn't put enough weight on that before that episode. So I think it was good. And it got me thinking about things differently in a, in a way, like I said, that hopefully ends up better for the show. So I know this is a little bit in the same category as what we talked about there as far as the favorite episode, but does anyone have a favorite movie that we went on, even if, or maybe a favorite movie that we talked about on the show, even if it wasn't necessarily your favorite episode? I think my favorite movie is, it's going to have to be Coraline, only because, I mean, of course I love the movie, but also that really cemented my opinion on what children's horror is and what it can be and what makes that happen so that was new for me my favorite movies that we did were alien and Shaun of the dead those you know far previous to this have been amongst my favorite movies and it was it was fun doing them and a lot of fun to talk about them and just to rewatch them with through a more specific lens i guess so yeah those are mine I really liked Gremlins for one because it's Gremlins is one of those movies where I had seen bits and pieces of it over and over again on TV like a thousand times, but never actually like sat down and watched the whole movie front to back. And I really liked that one. I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I did not expect you to say Gremlins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's a good movie. I won't lie. It's a good movie. Um, my favorite movie that we watched was Pan's Labyrinth. It's I probably said this exact thing when we watched it the first time. Or when we watched it, I should say. But it's got my like trifecta of my favorite things in movies. It's historical fiction, has fantasy, and it has a child protagonist. That's like it's like it was designed for me. It's like my favorite things in cinema. It was just really pretty. Well, I'm sad and depressing, but also pretty. You're really pretty. You are my people. Yeah, it's a good movie. On to the other side of the spectrum with this. What was the... Well, and I guess I didn't say mine, but anyway, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, Alien, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Those ones are absolute favorites of mine. Zombies is what got me into horror in the first place. So, of course, Shaun of the Dead, and even though it's debatable whether or not it's horror, the Evil Dead series as well, they're always going to be up there for me and uh alien is just 
just an amazing film all the way around. So I don't know. I'm always jazzed when I get to talk about any of those. So yeah, those favorite movies for me. But then on the other side of the spectrum, what movie did you not like? What was the worst movie that we had to talk about for this season for everybody? I don't want to say it's the worst, but Detention might be the weirdest one for me. That And <laughs> maybe that's tied with The Lighthouse. Detention threw me for loops because I think that might have been one of the first episodes that I was a part of. And I watched this movie and I was like, oh, shit, if the whole season is going to be weird shit like this, I don't know how I'm going to participate because I don't know what to say. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> I love that movie. Um. <laughs> For me, the the worst one was easy to pick. It was uh, the killing of a sacred deer for me. I I didn't care for that one, so that's mine. Uh, for me, it's probably a toss up between killing of a sacred deer and only lovers left alive. Uh, my gut reaction was that I really didn't understand or like only lovers left alive. I liked it a little bit better when I heard everybody else's explanations, but. Still looking. It back is clearly on about Tom Hiddleston being nude from the waist up, playing a string instrument, sir. <laughs> I've thought we went over this. Yeah, maybe that's not as appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> so both of those two. Killing of a sacred deer. I mean, what was that even? I still don't know. Right. I don't want to ever want to watch that movie again. That movie, Same. yeah, so uncomfortable. <laughs> It did scare me, though, but I don't know if it scared me in the way it was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, not to just jump on the bandwagon on that one, but that's probably my least favorite movie that we've done. I just just didn't care for it. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie because I don't think that's fair. I just think I'm not the audience for it. It just didn't work for me. If you're out there and you liked it a lot and it worked for you, that's great. And it's funny, too, because it's one of our more listened to episodes. So I don't know what people are like. I like this movie. And they came to our episode. We're thinking after they listened to our episode where we weren't all that favorable about it. (laughs) But I have to think that at least part of the situation is people are like, I don't get this movie. I hope someone can explain it to me. And they came to our podcast looking for help, but I I hope that we helped you. I hope you. (laughs) Or gave you validation if you were confused, because me too. Yeah, maybe you were validated. Maybe it was people were just like, you know how like when you see something that's really effed up or you kind of like just want to see what other people are seeing? Like, how did how did other people react to this? You know? Yeah, it it is. It's that validation, right? Like sometimes you're just like, yeah, I just I just want to know someone else out there is thinking this, too. I know I do that a lot. All right. I'm not going to go over how everyone voted on every movie slash video game we talked about this season i mean if you are interested of course please go back and check out those episodes because they are fun Um, but i did want to see if anyone changed their minds after thinking about it on any of the movies that we did talk about and i do have at least written down what everyone initially voted on every movie if you happen to have forgotten what you said so has anyone changed their mind on any movies as time has gone on Yes, I absolutely have. And that's okay. My accuracy rating has dropped a few percents, but I'm still in the 90s because I'm usually right. But I think that for me, Gremlins was one that I look back on and I go, "Mm, choices, that's horror. So no better, do better. It's in my Christmas trifecta now. 
For me, um, I will change. I've, I begrudgingly will call Killing of a Sacred Deer horror. I think when I voted not horror for it, I was just mad at it and was just trying to spite it. Um, <laughs> but I think there was a lot of good points made from, I think Matt and Mitz were the ones on this where it was like, there is the supernatural element. It's a real thing. It's out to get them. And so I think that's a valid reason for it being horror. And it took me a second to be able to accept that, I guess. So I would change my vote on that one to horror. For me, I don't know if I fully have changed my opinion on any of them, but I look at this list and I see Pan's Labyrinth as like a complete not horror across the board from all of us. And I really do think that that could still be considered horror. There's a lot of horror elements in that. And also looking back on, on Coraline, I said not horror, but I do think Coraline is probably horror, honestly. So that's mine. Yeah, I also think Coraline is horror. It says undecided here, but I'm I'm deciding today it's horror. Um, also, <laughs> I see that I said not Christmas for Die Hard, but I I remember at a Christmas party after uh after we recorded the episode, I was telling them about the episode. I was telling my cousins about the episode, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's not horror," or I mean, it's not it's not a Christmas movie. And then I was like starting to think of all the points. That you guys said to play devil's advocate and i was like well actually yeah i do think it is a christmas movie so i've decided yes die hard is a christmas movie we've come to a unanimous decision on that yes <laughs> <laughs> i've been converted i like to think you were in that situation and you were like well actually <laughs> well actually it has recurring themes of family love so <laughs> it's actually a Christmas movie. And actually, uh, searches for Die Hard have increased every December <laughs> over the last few years, further cementing it as a holiday classic, so maybe you're just wrong. <laughs> Pushes up glasses oh. aggressively. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, at least, I so I initially said for the killing of a sacred deer in that episode that it wasn't horror, but I think it was because at the time I was sitting there saying to myself that I wanted things to be more objective. And yeah, like I said, the classification on how I look at horror changed after doing the Die Hard episode. And I think that I did change my vote by the end of the episode for the killing of a sacred deer to say horror, but I think I would have gone into it more certain that it was horror from the beginning. Uh, that was definitely a bit of an enigma for me. I don't know that I would change any of the rest. I can understand the change on Gremlins, and maybe I'd feel different if I watched it again. I think Coraline certainly opened up my eyes a little bit more to the idea of children's horror, which is just not a genre that I've spent a lot of time with previously, so I might feel differently about it. I won't say that I'm going to change my vote, but I will say that I'm open to the possibility that I was wrong about gremlins. <laughs> so it's maybe something I'll have to, I don't know, take a look at again. Maybe next Christmas we'll still do gremlins too. And we'll see how we feel about that. Who knows? <laughs> what, what movie surprised you guys the most for this season? Um, I think that maybe the lighthouse surprised me because I went into that a hundred percent sure that it wasn't horror. So that was me for, I think, Green Room. 
I went into it thinking it probably was horror. And then uh, by the time we were done watching it and after thinking about it, like it's excellent movie, but deciding it's not horror, that was a little surprising to me to come to that conclusion. And the other one that just surprised me in general was detention because that movie's off the rails. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad I had you guys watch that one. It's so much fun. I'm sorry. Even if you hated it, I'm still glad you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed watching it, but yeah. I'm so sad I missed it. I think you would love detention. I think you would watch it and just fall in love with it. <laughs> So the one that surprised me the most is probably The Lighthouse because I normally am not a fan of kind of like art symbolism sort of films, but I really liked The Lighthouse a lot. And yeah, I was surprised that I liked it so much. Okay, so Steve, during this, I need you to not kill me. All right? Okay. Can do. So... (laughs) The movie that surprised me the most was Army of Darkness because I had never seen any of the Evil Dead movies before we watched them for the podcast. And Matt can vouch for me. When I watched Evil Dead 2, I was very confused (laughs) and very awestruck. And I remember saying, wow, this is weirder than Hellraiser, which he thought thought was funny and uh, he didn't believe me. But I was having, I don't know, it was just very, it was just an experience. Evil Dead 2 was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. So I was expecting Army of Darkness to be the same experience where I was very confused the whole time. It was not. It was a glorious experience of fantasy, historical fiction, horror, awesome battle, It was just great. I loved every single second of Army of Darkness. It was a great movie, and I would watch it again multiple times. Oh, I absolutely wouldn't kill you for that, (laughs) because, I mean, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, they are some of my absolute favorite movies. And while I argued that Army of Darkness is not horror, I love that movie. I just... That's the movie that got me into the Evil Dead franchise, and I... Still love it to this day. I think I prefer Evil Dead 2 at this point between the two films. I think the Evil Dead 2 is probably the best movie of the franchise, but I still love Army of Darkness. Don't don't get me wrong on that. So I am glad that you liked both of them, and if you liked Army of Darkness better, that's still awesome. I'm glad you liked them, so. Basically, as long as it's Bruce Campbell, you're allowed to love it, right? You know... I've seen my name is Bruce, and I'm not sure that I have to love everything he's in. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Can't agree with that. <laughs> but you can find something to love. Uh, I thought you were going to kill me over the Evil Dead 2 slander, because that movie was wild. It is wild. I don't know. Maybe your opinion will change over time. Maybe it won't. I don't think you're wrong for thinking Army of Darkness is the one that you enjoyed more. But yeah, I they're both great movies. So I feel like to in- enjoy Evil Dead 2 to its full potential, you have to really lean into the weird, which I was really struggling to do at first. But then I realized this is what they want. They're trying to freak me out. 
and it's working. I think that's a good point about it. It, it, You have to lean into the weird on it. Um, And I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. (laughs) At least I I felt that. I agree. Yeah. So I was going to ask this before we get into the kind of the more main topic of all of this. Uh, But I think we'll just kind of deal with it as part of it, which is basically what makes a horror film. Now, obviously, the whole season we've been digging around in that issue. We've been looking at every single movie. We've been saying whether we thought it was horror or not. We've been making our points for the things that we thought made it horror or not. And uh, I'm sure that we've all learned quite a bit as we've been going through doing that analysis. And so I wanted to at least hear, I guess, from everybody what they feel like does make a horror film, what things they tend to look at after a whole season of doing this. But uh, at least as part of that, I also wanted to see if there's anything that comes to mind, what what did you learn from this experience about horror that maybe you didn't feel like you knew before? And maybe we'll start from there. And then if you just want to dive right into the things that you feel like makes a horror film after saying your piece on that, by all means, go for it. I still think that we need to develop a Venn diagram so that we can determine what is horror and what is the most perfect horror movie. But that's just me. Anyway, what I discovered uh, this season about what horror is, is I've found out that for me, there needs to be a gore element. There also needs to be a consistent like tension building and like bringing you back down and jump scares and all that good stuff. Um, And there's got to be a certain kind of like aesthetic or elemental thing that's kind of dark and spooky. That's all I know about horror so far. So I don't know that I've, A, answered the question to begin with, or B, if I still know what horror is. But I know it when I see it. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have a, I don't feel like I have like a hard, hard line for what is horror. Uh, But I guess some of the things that I've learned from or learned or been become became more aware of during this season was just how varied horror can be and how how many subgenres there are and just how versatile the genre is as well. And I think for me like what needs to be in a horror I mean we've talked about this a little bit before but it's kind of a combination of things and I think there are some rules uh, but it's sort of like what Morpheus says in the Matrix. It's like some rules can be bent, others can be broken, and they're not always hard, fast rules. Some of those rules for me are, I think there, some gore is usually there. For me, there's a feeling, at some point in the movie, there's a feeling of hopelessness, either you know because of death or because of madness. Uh, I think... Evil Dead 2, since we were talking about it, uh, is kind of a good example of that and sort of leaning into the crazy a little bit. And I just think about like the moment in that movie where, you know, Bruce or Ash is uh, just sitting in the house by himself alone and like everything starts laughing and he just like sort of gives into it and starts laughing with them, you know, just this maniacal laughter about the horror of the situation. And it's just sort of this like, he's gotten to a point of hopelessness and giving up that's just like, all right, well, everything I knew or cared about is gone. And I think that's a kind of interesting example of what I'm trying to say, I guess. Um, So those are a few things. Uh, I think we've made points through the 
um, through the season about uh, supernatural elements needing to be there. And we talked about some like religious uh, connotations in like the Event Horizon episodes, which I think those were valid points. Those are all part of the cocktail of it, I guess. But yeah, that's kind of the some of the stuff I came to throughout the season. Uh, for me, I think kind of what I learned over the season is that a lot of things like supernatural or gore or other things are not necessarily the keystones of horror. There's not like it has to have these three things. I feel like it's more uh, just about the tone of the film that I've come across a lot. And I was prepared because I looked up kind of what makes the tone of a movie. And it talks about setting, lighting, camera angles, and music. And I think that those things often put me in a place where I am afraid or not necessarily afraid, but they set the, the tone of horror in a movie because there's so many great horror classics that maybe aren't supernatural so much or, you know, maybe there's not that much gore happening. But the tone is there. Like, I can think specifically of, like, Alfred Hitchcock movies where he did so much with the lighting and building suspense with the music and the camera angles. And I think that's really what I've learned about what makes horror and what makes it not horror. Um, I guess what I learned this season, and I guess I already knew it, it just helped me kind of see it more what is that there's just so many flavors of horror like you've got i think when most non-horror fans think of horror they think bad guy stab stab run away but in reality there's just so much so many more different kinds of horror than that there's you've got your psychological horror you've got children's horror you've got goofy campy horror like ghostbusters you've got horror comedy, you've got gothic horror, you've got horror in video games, you've got horror based on real life people, like Green Room, if you consider that horror. It's just such a broad genre that I think even people who say, oh, I don't like horror, I don't like scary movies, could probably find one scary movie that falls under the or not even a scary movie necessarily, but a horror movie that falls under that umbrella that they like. Um, and I think that, I guess that kind of goes to the second question of what makes a horror movie. I think any film that elicits some kind of like discomfort or, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say fear because that implies you have to be scared for it to be horror. But I think it has to have some sort of discomfort or some sort of not knowing what's exactly going to happen. So mystery, I suppose. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. I don't know how to say I'm done talking besides yep. <laughs> no, that's okay. I think the thing that I learned going through this whole experience is that, like I said, I, I went into it thinking that there was going to be some sort of objective metric that you could analyze any movie with 
and then come to the conclusion whether it was horror or not, that you'd be able to sit there and have a list of check boxes and say it has this, it doesn't have this. And uh, I think that I've come to the conclusion over the course of it that I think I've said a few times, but I think it's more of a cocktail of there's a few things that you run across. But then coming to the idea that genre designation is ultimately subjective because it's very entrenched within the society that it exists, in the time period that it exists. And so as society changes, as times change, as new societies emerge, what they consider to be horror and what they consider to not be horror will adjust along with that because it doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? Horror is something that you experience. So it can't be a tree falls in the woods thing. You know, someone has to be there to hear it in order for you to basically come to the conclusion of whether it fits into horror or whether it doesn't fit into horror. And so by that nature, it has to be at least, at least a little subjective, if not a lot subjective. So I try to kind of pin down or at least view it in a different way rather than saying that it's, it always has this particular thing, like it always has something supernatural or it always has gore or it always has death or instead of those things, maybe try and more look at it in the concept of there's, I, I'm still working on this as a theory, but at least that there's maybe four pillars and that there's usually something within those pillars, but it's still something I'm dissecting. So at least I'll tell you what I'm thinking the four pillars are and what things might fit into those kind of things. And I actually had to sort of use this when we talked about Jurassic Park. And for just the fun of it, they all happen to start with T. So maybe we could say the four T's of horror if this catches on, or maybe I'll abandon it the next time you listen to an episode. Well, I guess we'll find out. But here's at least what I think, is I think one aspect is tension. I won't say scary or not because I think that that's too subjective to be quantifiable and what scares one person might not scare another person and it's just it's so individualized but I think that you can at least say that every horror movie tries to utilize tension in some fashion and that you can recognize that the tension's there even if you're not feeling it and so I think tension's a big part of it. I think another thing another pillar would be taboo is I guess what I'm going to call it, but basically it's some sort of trespass against things that we normally think of as somewhat taboo within society. And the easiest one to do with that is gore, right? Because you don't see a lot of blood and guts, so it's easy to kind of have that shock value with showing a lot of gore. But it can also be... Things like, you know, American society is heavily Christian. So as we talked about earlier with Event Horizon, maybe dealing a little bit more with the idea of hell and an afterlife and what exists there. But I think that there's always some sort of, I guess the taboo thing would mostly be to say that there's some sort of shock value within the society within that most people within that society would find shocking. And that's kind of another pillar of things that horror movies usually do, whether it's subtle and psychological to just in your face, you know, with a blood geyser. So I think that's an element. And then I think another element is tropes in general, which I at first I started, I didn't like that idea because it felt too self-referential to say like, it's, you know, to use vampires as an example, 
Uh, I know this is a horror movie because horror movies have vampires, and I know vampires are in horror movies because I look at other horror movies and they have vampires. But I think when you go with the subjective idea of, oh, society defines what is and isn't horror, and this is another thing I feel like I learned from the Die Hard episode, right, is just the idea of what makes something Christmassy is up to the society to decide what makes something Christmassy. So they're like, this is a tradition, and therefore it becomes Christmassy. So I think it's the same idea of you look at horror movies and you say, these things get used over and over in horror movies because our society finds them horrific. And so playing on tropes that other horror movies use is another way to signal to the society that you're in that the movie that you're making is a horror movie. So I think that there is something to that, what tropes get used within the film. So that's another pillar, I guess, to look at. And then the last one being, you know, as Matt has already talked about in a more detail, is the idea of tone, what makes the tone of a film from you know, the cinematography, the music that's used, um, just anything that in that's in there that's setting a mood for you. And that might not be the same as tension exactly within the plot, but I, I think generally speaking, at least for a horror movie, I'm coming to the conclusion that usually you have something that fits into those four pillars during the course of usually a, something that fits into each of those pillars during the course of a movie that maybe makes it into horror. And I might change my mind later. I know I've changed it several times during the course of the season, but I think that's the thing I've learned. That's the thing I'm looking at these days. Sounds pretty dope to me. <laughs> well, feel free to tell me if I'm wrong or if you think there's movies that don't qualify. It's still something I'm ironing out. No, I, I like that explanation overall because I think it, no, I don't think there's any one horror movie that has every single horror element in it. Maybe there is out there, but it's more about like how many things do you have in your horror basket when you go to the checkout line? Yeah, are there enough things to, to put it over the edge? What's What's going into the cocktail? What flavors come to the surface? Catch this and many more metaphors next week on Is It Horror? (laughs) (laughs) I did want to deal with this particular issue. I didn't write as many questions for this particular section because I figure everyone had their own ideas. But um, what do you feel like a horror movie has to be scary? Why or why not? We talked about it a little bit. Everyone might feel differently. Where do you weigh in on that? I think ideally it should be. I mean, of course, as Matt said, not everything's going to hit every single element or mark with horror, but I prefer my horror a little bit scary, just saying. I think it it's one of those, it it is subjective. I think, I, I, I agree, it, it should be there, but what's scary to one person won't be to another. Uh, so I don't think it has to be there, um, but uh, I think it it is a strong part of the cocktail don't you think that a good horror movie would be scary to everyone though don't you think there's like things that can be tapped into that everyone had kind of a weird some kind of sort of feeling about yeah um i guess thinking about some of the episodes we've done like let's say the lighthouse for example because that was a favorite of most of ours uh, like I didn't, I wasn't scared of that movie. I didn't, nothing particularly scared me about it, but I thought it was, uh, it was 
dark and it made you think and it had a lot of the recipe there for horror but i wasn't scared by it per se and maybe that was just me but yeah I think that I pro- I understand what you're saying. I think that maybe I personally interchange disturbed and scared. Maybe that's maybe my definition is too broad. Interesting. Mm, that's fair because there were some disturbing things in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to like create the spinoff of is it scary here with what I'm going to say, but <laughs> I do think that there's different levels of what is scary, like. Am I scared of physical injury? Am I scared of just a lot of gross things? Am I like, there's different levels and different uh, varieties of like what's scary and why it scares you. So I do think like maybe in the lighthouse, what's scary is just the idea of loneliness and feeling trapped. And so I think scary is kind of a broad term. I do kind of feel like every film that we called horror had some sort of scary element to it in some way or another. I think it's hard. It's a hard question because as was mentioned several times, scary is subjective and it all scary also changes over time. People have become so numb now. Like I hate to sound like a boomer, but like, People are very numb to scary movies now. I mean, how do I use an example? Like The Exorcist. We can all agree that The Exorcist is a horror movie, correct? Yes. If you've seen that in the recent years, it's hilarious to watch. It's not scary at all. It's comedic gold. But when it came (laughs) out, it was the pinnacle of horror. So, you know, the standards of what is scary do change over time with, I guess, technology and how we can create imagery that elicits fear. But I do think it has to have the intention to be scary, but then you get movies like Shaun of the Dead, so I'm not really sure. I do think the better horror movies are do elicit more fear, I think. Um, like, if we were to take all these movies that we reviewed... And any horror movie you've ever seen and put it on a spectrum from like scare, like most horror to least horror. I think the ones that are on the most horror side are going to be the scariest ones. Whereas on your least horror side, that's going to be your Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland. The ones that maybe didn't have the intention to scare as much. The one on the scary side being like sort of more universally scary to most, if not all people. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think the other thing that ends up being a little bit subjective too about what's scary and what's not and using it as a classification for what ends up being horror is kind of what you hit on there too is um, what's considered scary does change over time, not just for society as a whole but for the individual right i think i was Mm -hmm. extremely religious when i watched the exorcist for the first time and i felt that it was very scary and somehow unholy and all of this but then watching it you know a few decades later i didn't find it scary at all it's not a movie that bothered me on any level but then to use a less extreme example 
I guess not to think of a movie necessarily as an example, but to say that familiarity, I think, is a thing, at least as far as something... Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. What I mean to say is the idea that the unknown, I think, is a visceral thing for people that is frightening. If you don't understand something, if you can't classify it, then it's easier for you to be scared of it. You see that all the time outside of just horror movies, but just in life in general. When new things arise and people don't get it, they find it scary. There's that gut reaction. But the more you're familiar with the thing, the more a thing gets explained, the more you understand it, the less scary it gets just out of necessity. So if you pick any movie, no matter how bad it scares you the first time, the amount that it will scare you the 20th time, the 30th time, the 40th time is going to be lower and lower, sometimes to the point where that most recent viewing wouldn't scare you at all, right? So did that movie cease to be horror because it got less scary to you as you got more familiar with it over time? I just, I don't, that's why I feel like I don't, I won't say that it shouldn't be involved in the conversation, whether a film is scary as to whether or not it's horror, but I just feel like that's at least another reason why you can't put too much weight on it as a factor in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think that I was just while you're talking about the exorcist there, I was just thinking uh, maybe an interesting thing about that is like, you know, it does get less scary after the second, fourth, 20th, 40th, whatever viewing, but that almost works on a societal level. Like I didn't see the exorcist for long after it had been released, but by that time I had heard, you know, lots of people talking about it, lots of stories about it. And, you know, I knew, kind of what the movie was going to be about. And by the time I did end up seeing it, it wasn't scary to me at all. And, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure that's a combination of factors, but I wonder if, if that could be true, just like as time goes by for everything, it just maybe gets a little less scary, whether it's something you have intimate knowledge of or not. Just like the idea that the things a horror movie is referencing might sort of become quaint over time as far as society goes. Like, oh, this became so commonplace. Like, I don't know why anyone would be scared about it now. Like, I don't know. I mean, you could watch something that's maybe more of a techno thriller from the 70s and their concerns about the future of technology. And then you'd watch it today and you'd sit there and you'd say to yourself, like, this is so absurd. It's funny. Like, I just, yeah, not even worried about it. I'm surprised anyone did. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the same concept could be applied to a lot of the original slasher movies. Uh, well, I guess I'm just taking this on an individual case, on my individual case, is I, I didn't see a lot of those until much later. And maybe it was because I was just older, but I think part of it was too just because of how much that that was around. You know, I knew I knew what Michael looked like or and what his deal was long before I ever saw it. So I don't know. Any other thoughts on all that before we head into uh, some of uh, the games we have set up here for this final episode of the season? Not from me. Okay, we'll see how this goes. So hopefully it'll end up being fun. But uh, has everyone here played uh, Mary Fuck Kill before? Or we'll, to keep it somewhat clean, Mary Bang Kill, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> bang Bang. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do something similar to that, and it's going to be horror, comedy, romance. So you're going to get a list of three movies, 
And no matter what those movies are, you have to pick one as the horror movie, one as the comedy, one as the romance movie. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. Everybody ready for this? Ready. Ready. All right. And we'll just go around. Everyone says their answers and then feel free to cross talk and tell everyone that they're terrible. So, all right. All right, cool. First, we'll start with hopefully. Is it movies? Movies from our list? Some of them. Okay. So hopefully everyone will have seen these. Um, but we'll start off with The Thing, The Exorcist, The Shining. Okay, The Thing is definitely a comedy. The Exorcist is horror. The Shining is a romance. Mm. Alright. I I, I'm still working this through in my head, so hopefully it comes out when I speak the words, but... I, I was going to go, I think I'm going with um, The Exorcist actually as a romance because they love the little girl and are trying to save her. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they're trying to exorcise her, right? <laughs> they're bringing a priest in to save the little girl. So yeah. it's a tale of hope? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is a hard one. What did I say about no happy endings? I mean, it doesn't go well for the priest, but the mm. kid lives. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'll just move on. <laughs> uh, so it's a romance. <laughs> it's a romance in the Shakespearean sense. There you go. I'm going with romance as in like it's centered around a theme of love, not necessarily a like, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. There's no good answers. So you continue. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and then I guess um, I guess The Thing as a comedy and The Shining as horror. Um, yeah, I guess those are my answers. That's a rough one for me, though. Uh, so I've never seen The Exorcist or The Thing, so... Oh, no. <laughs> Bound out of this one, maybe. <laughs> That's it. You're voted off the island. The Exorcist is romance. The thing is comedy. The Shining is horror. <laughs> and I'm right. And no debating. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess I don't get to answer. No. Um, I know I said The Exorcist was comedy gold, but I'm going to have to make it the horror movie in this. So Exorcist horror thing, comedy, Shining, romance. I think that was the same as Brianna's. That's because you're right, ma'am. Yeah, agree. Okay, I'm going to go The Shining Romance just because there's at least a relationship element in it, even if it's right. terrible. Jack Torrance is in love with himself. It's perfect. Yeah, or alcohol. He might be in love with alcohol. Truth. I guess I could go with that part. And then I'm going to go... Why can't I quit you? <laughs> Oh my god. And then I'm gonna go the Exorcist for horror and I as, as some people have already gone with, I'll go the thing for for comedy. Cause some of those creature effects, they're they're awesome, but they just they make you laugh with glee. So we'll go with that. Okay. Everybody ready for another round? Mm-hmm. Ready. Okay. Toy Story, Ratatouille, oh. and The Incredibles. Oh. oh. Can I go first? 
Yeah, I'm still thinking. Go ahead. Okay. Incredibles Romance. Toy Story Comedy. Ratatouille Horror, because I don't want a rat cooking my food. That's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. Uh, Toy Story Horror, because it's kind of terrifying that everything in your room is alive. Uh... Comedy would be oh god I forgot what the other movies are all of a sudden <laughs> Ratatouille and The Incredibles uh, Ratatouille comedy because rats doing fun tricks is fun and Incredibles is romance because Syndrome was in love with himself not because Robert and Parr and his wife were in love no <laughs> <laughs> I agree that Toy Story is horror, 100%. Ratatouille is romance, don't care what you tell me. And Incredibles is definitely comedy. Oh, that was my vote, too. Exactly to the line. Ah, see? That's because you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Toy Story, horror, especially because of the whole Sid thing and the implications of toys. The misfit toys and, oh, that's dark. You're right. You're right. Romance for Ratatouille because it is a romance, right? Like they get to, I mean, the rat's in there, but he gets together with the girl at the end, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure. Well, even it can be a bromance. There is nothing wrong with that. Also true. So there's that. And then comedy for the Incredibles because it's just funny. So I I don't have much to add to that. That, That's what my vote is too on those Toy Story horror, uh, Ratatouille romance and uh, Incredibles comedy. Okay. All right. Let's go another round. This one, we're going to go entirely, we're going to go a different direction. Um, Hitch, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Silver Linings Playbook. This is not a game that can be won. This is a trick question. Dislike all horror. (laughs) I don't think I can choose a comedy. They're all pretty bad. I'm going to need more time. Hmm, I have not seen Silver Linings Playbook. I'm not sure where to put that in. Um, hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to think about this for a second, too, I think. All right, I'll I'll weigh in first, since everyone still thinks they're thinking a little bit, so that's fine. Um, I'm going to go... Horror for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because both of them are absolutely horrible and terrible and uh, I'm glad they ended up together so they don't ruin anyone else's lives. So um, yeah, I'm going to go to the horror movie. Dating either of them would be terrible. Being around both of them trying to date each other would just be worse. So we'll go with that. (laughs) I'll go Silver Linings Playbook. I'll go as Romance because that's of these three movies the only one that actually felt like somewhat of a romance because there's just two damaged people finding love and joy somehow and then uh i'll go with hitches the comedy because at least it's funny even though again i man i have some problems with that movie too but anyway we'll go comedy for that one so that's that's my vote okay i'll take a dive into this one uh i'm gonna say silver linings playbook is a comedy because seeing Jennifer Lawrence try to act serious 
through what is essentially so the mean. movie um <laughs> like step up <laughs> but like ser- with serious actors uh <laughs> that's the comedy <laughs> part um uh horror would be hitch because getting horribly stung by a bee and having to talk to your crush is scary and how to lose a guy in 10 days is romance because i'd like to make out with matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right that went a different direction (laughs) um i will say that hitch is comedy how to lose a guy in 10 days is romance because they were perfect for each other whether you like him or not and silver linings is really the horror story just saying I'm going to go Silver Linings Playbook as Romance. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is comedy because I haven't seen it and that's the only other one I have left. And Hitch is horror because at any moment Will Smith could bitch slap you and that's pretty (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, well then let's take a look at the lightning round. We can do this one of two ways. One, everyone gives their gut reaction on the same movie. Or two, everyone gets a different movie so you don't really have any input from what anyone else said on it. Which would you guys prefer? The first one. Me too. All right. Everybody goes around. I think we should give... Are we giving elaboration or is it like boom, lightning round? Uh, quick answers, you like if you can say in one sentence or less. So we're given almost no time okay. to think about this. So we'll we'll say that yes or All no. Right. If you have a sentence on why, go for it. Okay. Uh, first off, so the shape of water. Go. Not hard. Definitely romance. Very moist. Continue. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Uh, I'm gonna say not horror though. Horror, because there was like a water underwater man penis in it, wasn't there? I don't think you saw it for too long. Hey, we saw mermaid vagina this season. Hey, you're not okay with underwater man penis, but you want to make out with Matthew McConaughey? (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Calm down, please. Open your mind, Matt. It's Pride Month. Seriously. Right. (laughs) Uh, not, Not horror. I'm going to say not horror. Yeah, I I go firmly romance on this, even if it maybe was the creature of the Black Lagoon sort of inspired thing. Yo, don't yuck anybody's yum. True. All right. Silence of the Lambs. Not horror. Police procedural. Ooh. um, Well, I'll say horror. Horror, but the police procedural is a spicy take. So spicy. Horror thriller. Absolutely horror. And also because I hate the whole thing of like, it's Oscar nominated, so it doesn't count as horror, the whole like elevated thing or like tossing stuff out because you think horror is this trashy little genre, so fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you mean bang that? I do, yes. Or boff that (laughs) if you're a 30 Rock fan. (laughs) Arrival. I don't know that I've seen that ever. Not horror? Question mark? I'm going to say not horror as well. I think it's more sci-fi. I'm going to say horror because the idea of having to... Spoilers for it. The idea of having to choose 
whether you'd still have your child to uh, shut your ears, <laughs> whether you would still have your, uh, your child if you knew they were going to die of cancer is pretty horrible. That's pretty dark. I say horror. Science fiction horror. I say sci-fi, but not horror. That's that's where I would go with that. I see what you're saying, Matt, but I don't know. Maybe I'd feel different if I was a parent, but I'm not. So I guess that's where I weigh in on that. How dare you disagree with me? Eh, it happens a lot, often, all the time. Honestly, I just hate every one of your takes. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you want to stay this genre or do you want to switch genres? Because this is Oscar edition, one or nominated movies. I don't know, someone else make a decision. <laughs> Chosen for you. We'll keep going with this one. Let's go with The Revenant. Haven't seen it, but it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it, so not horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm going to go with not horror because we've talked about it several times. It doesn't sound horror to me. Just scary. I'm going to say not horror, but you might classify this under a new subcategory called nature horror because oh. there's some pretty rough stuff in it. I'm on the fence. I'm leaning towards like nature ho survival horror, if that's a thing. I mean, it scared me, but we know that fear is not the determining factor. So, but I'm going to go horror. That bear attack is maybe one of the scariest things on I've ever seen on film. I haven't seen this one despite putting it on the list. I'm a bad person. I'm going to go not horror from just the vibe I got from trailers. <laughs> okay, I've decided we're just going to continue on through this list because we're going quick. So, Gravity. Oh my god, this is like three for three. I haven't seen this either. Not horror. I'm saying not horror as well. Uh, I'm not afraid of gravity. <laughs> um, haven't seen it. Not horror. But space can be scary, but also not horror. Okay, am I the only one that's seen, that's seen it then? <laughs> it's possible. Do we need to add it to next season? I don't know. I See, I think I would say not horror, but yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about that. Any of these could be added next season. We'll see. Okay, well, uh, how about... The next one, Black Swan. Oh, this can't be a lightning round question. This needs to be an episode. I think it's horror, personally. Ooh, haven't seen it. Might have to abstain. Black Swan, Black Swan would be a real good debate. I think we found another episode yeah, that's there. A good, that's a good one. Well, what's your answer, then? That it would be a good debate. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna okay, sorry. Not really. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> uh, I would say maybe horror. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Horror. I. That's my answer. Okay. The sixth sense. Yeah, that could be horror. That's horror. Horror. Say definitely horror. Horror. I, oh man, I, okay, I have to go lightning round. I'm going to say not horror. I'll have to rewatch it, but I'm going to say not horror wow. for now. 
That's a movie you can't really rewatch, though. Like, it's all about the first time you see it, as long as there are no spoilers. Fair. Okay. Um, this one was a little bit more of a reach. Fargo. Uh, nope, not horror. Police procedural, if anything. Yeah, there's maybe some stuff there, but not horror. Yeah, not horror. I haven't seen it. Unless you're talking about the TV show. It's a similar tone. So I'm not winging. Probably not, though. Okay. I'll say not horror as well. Okay. Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. <laughs> not horror. But Whoopi Goldberg was phenomenal. Yeah, not, not horror. Has Whoopi Goldberg horror. Not or romance. So sister act horror? Don't answer that. We won't be able to be friends. And sister act too. <laughs> Can I just say that Ghost really gave me unrealistic expectations of making pottery? I would like to put that out there. If you've ever tried to make pottery, it's not that easy. They make it look so easy. It's not sexy either. I hate to break it to everyone. Pottery leads to sex 100% of the time. <laughs> That's a whole other yum that I don't even know anything about. <laughs> I, I'm going to go not horror on this one as well. I keep getting reminded maybe that there's elements there, but I, no, I'm going to say no. Okay, the last one on the Oscar edition lightning round is E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, one of my favorites. Definitely not horror. Yeah, great movie. Scared me a bit as a kid, but not horror. Not horror. Not. Also not. Want to do another lightning round with a different genre? Sure. Okay, we're doing Disney. All right, The Haunted Mansion. Horror. Kids horror. I only saw that once a long time ago. I don't... I'm going to say not horror, but uh, it's just because it's been so long. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I say children's horror also. I'm going to say not horror. Okay, controversial one. Hocus Pocus. Unfair question needs to be an episode. Oh, it will be. Rude. <laughs> I'm without a specific rewatch. I am going to say it qualifies as horror. It qualifies. I think so, too, actually, for a couple of reasons that we can get into when we actually do the episode. I say horror be for the same reasons that Die Hard is Christmas. That's not the same, though. It's because the question is not if it's a Halloween movie. The question is if it's a horror movie. Yes, Halloween movie. No horror movie. That's my answer. Wow. Wow. I'm going to say not horror. The Nightmare Before Christmas. 100% horror. Ugh, uh, yeah, yeah, horror. Um, not horror. Not horror. Christmas. Christmas. It can be both. It's the magical holiday <laughs> unicorn we've all been seeking. It's both. <laughs> 
I was I would have said no if we hadn't done the Coraline episode, but after doing the Coraline episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say tentatively yes. Yes, it's horror. Excellent choice. I think we should do Nightmare Before Christmas or Home Alone for the next Is It Christmas installment. <sighs> I agree. Okay. Pinocchio. Oh, totally horror. Horror. Yeah, definitely horror. Horror from me. I'm gonna say not horror. I I can think of scenes, but I'm gonna say not horror for now. Okay. Fantasia. Oh, there's parts of it that's spooky. No, it's not horror. Just because of Night on Bald Mountain, yes, it's yeah. horror. But it's only the one section. It's like it's just one little I don't know. It's true. That's that's a fair point, but that that part is like that. I mean, one there's centaurs having topless bathing contests in half the film. Like it's it's an even split. <laughs> At least Night on Bald Mountain is definitely horror. Yeah, I don't know. It's been all so long since I've seen it. I can't answer. Not horror. I'm gonna. Oh man, this. I all right. I have to pick quick. Gut reaction. Uh, yes, I'm gonna say yes because of what the last segment. Yeah, I'll go yes. <laughs> okay, the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Which incarnation? We're talking about the animated one that comes packaged with Mr. Toad. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, horror. Yes, horror. Um, answer not clear. Try again later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say yes. It's one I find myself revisiting periodically. Disclaimer: I don't remember the next movie very well. I really think we should do an episode on it at some point. The Black Cauldron. Oh, I can't decide. We have to do the episode because I that is one movie I continually go back to, and I. I just can't, I can't decide. Yeah, that's a hard one. I think yes, but I would be exciting, excited to do that episode. I've never seen that, I don't think, so. I would, I will probably say yes, but it's hard to tell because I know it made me uncomfortable as a kid, but I don't know if I'm going to have that same feeling. I don't know. It scared the crap out of me as a kid. Like, I'm a little apprehensive to watch it as an adult. Is that weird? I don't know. No, not at all. I was scarred. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't remember it real well. I'll, I'll say tentatively yes, but I think that would be good, an episode, good to do an episode of. Okay, the next one I desperately want to do an episode of at some point. Return to Oz. I've never seen it. I can't weigh in. However, we're talking Wizard of Oz, yeah? I would venture to say it could be argued as horror because the whole story is just really fucked up. I haven't seen it either, uh, so I'm going to not vote. I haven't seen it. Oh, this is the one that with like the guys that have like rollerblade arms. The in wheelers, it, right? yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say horror. 
Yes, me too. I'm going to say horror. I, yeah, we're going to have to do an episode on that one. I was a favorite growing up. I liked it much better than I liked The Wizard of Oz, but that just says more about me than anything. Um, the next one I have not seen, so I'll let you guys all weigh in. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, the Disney film didn't end it the way the book, the book is horror for sure. I don't think the Disney film is. Happy endings. Just no. I think no as well. Um, yeah, no. No, I don't think so either. It's just a tragedy. I say not horror. It's dark, but not horror. Dark for a Disney film. Agreed. And uh, I'm abstaining because I haven't seen this one. So, all right, we'll move on to the last one. I haven't seen this one either. Maybe none of you have. I guess we'll find out. Halloween Town. Have never seen it. Have heard about it. Have never actually watched it. I have I have not seen it either. This I actually watched this for the first time this past like October. Um I think it would have scared me as a kid, but I would say not horror. I've seen this many times, so I guess I guess it's my young gun movie i guess um yeah not horror it's not it's not horror all right and yeah i gotta abstain because i didn't see this one either i thought more people would have seen it but anyway that's okay um all right i do have another potential list if we wanted to do another but we are in an hour and 30 minutes at this point so i'm fine with calling it too if everybody's good to call it yeah save what what we didn't yep. use and we'll do it again Okay. And we have a good list of, of uh, potential movies to read. Right? We, we just got like four season. episodes out of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but some of them are cartoons, hype. Hell yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about at least a few of these for the next season. Um, I just, I guess to kind of close everything up, to wrap everything up, thanks to everyone who's joined us for this first season of Is It Horror? Thank you to all of you guys for all of all of the cast of Visit Horror for being the cast of Visit Horror. I I know it's it takes a lot of time and thought and uh, scheduling isn't always easy, but I I really appreciate it. It's been just so I don't know it's been pretty amazing to be able to get this together, to put it together, and put it out there. And just thank you all for being a part of it, and thank all of you that are listening. Thanks for having us, Steve. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Excited for season two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yes, yeah, season two, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. So I guess, again, just to let everybody know, I kind of said at the beginning, but so season two of Visit Horror will start in October, on October 1st. Um, we won't give the whole lineup away, but we'll give it closer probably in September if you're following us on both twitter and on instagram at is it horror pod i'll give the uh coming episodes list towards the end of september what we'll end up doing is we're going to have basically a we'll release one episode a week every week for october then we'll go back to our bi-weekly schedule in november and for that month of october we're going to have kind of a horror 
film festival throughout that whole month where I'll be posting every day what the movie is and what the theme is for that week and what the movie is for that day. We will be specifically reviewing the movie that will be on that Friday of every one of those weeks, and that'll be made clear on the social media, so you'll be able to see that. I can tell you for 100% certain that the first episode of next season, we will be covering Hot Fuzz. That'll be October 1st that it releases. We tried to do that as our very first episode for this season, but the recording got lost. We ended up switching software. So the next episode is going to be Hot Fuzz on October 1st. Uh, as I said, we'll maybe do a bonus episode between now and then. So again, just keep following us on social media and you'll see when those episodes come out. Or if you're following us on your favorite podcast app, you'll be able to see us there too. But uh, again, thanks for joining us for season one of Visit Horror. And uh, I have been Steve. And I'm Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm Matt. And I'm Mitz. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? We post new episodes every other Friday. Think we didn't give this movie a fair shake? Think we missed something? Do you have a suggestion for future episodes? Or did you just want to say hi? If so, you can follow us at Is It Horror on Twitter, on Instagram at Is It Horror Pod, or you can email us at Is It Horror Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay safe and keep asking yourself, Is it? <laughs>